welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you doing this week, my friend, my warrior? Is life getting a little bit better for you? Did you find a sense of joy at some point since my last episode? Did you catch yourself smiling this week? I certainly hope so. This week, I'd like to talk to you about the gift of love. Now you might think to yourself, you wouldn't be feeling so badly with so much pain in your heart if it weren't for the love that you had shared with that special someone who is no longer with you. That love was completely unique to what you felt for any other person that you've known. If it was your spouse, even if you do meet someone else in the future, you will have a completely different relationship and a different love with them. If it was your sibling, there's a good chance that you have a completely different relationship with the sibling you lost than the other siblings who are still with you. And there is nothing wrong with that. We just happen to be closer to some of our siblings than others. If it was a parent, we might have been closer to our mother or father. Some say that sons are closer to their mothers and daughters are closer to their fathers, and that may have been the case, maybe not. And if it was a child that was lost, we may be having a great deal of trouble coming to terms with their death. Now, I'd like to say that we love each child exactly the same but we know differently. And maybe that's really hard to hear, but the fact is there are just some children whom we are closer to than others. Some may have given us a really hard time while they were with us, and others gave us no problems at all. But no matter who we have lost, the reason that we feel such sorrow is that regardless of the strength of the relationship, We loved each one. We grieve so deeply because we loved so deeply. And while we feel we are missing them and the lack of love we once shared with them, it is important that we realize we must not only love others, but love ourselves. When we go through such trying times after a loved one's death, we tend to neglect ourselves. We worry about everyone else and leave our own needs and desires on the back burner, and that's not a good thing. Yes, especially in the beginning, there are many tasks that need attending to. Worrying about the children, making sure they have the support services to cope with the death of perhaps a parent, sibling, 
grandparent or classmate. We take care of other siblings when our parents die, not only the emotional aspects, but also clearing up the possessions in the home, maybe even dealing with selling the home. After someone has died, it's not just the burial. There can be so many other aspects and obligations that those who survived sometimes have to handle. And all of that takes time, energy, decision-making, discussions with other family members. But all through this time, we neglect ourselves. We don't give ourselves the love we deserve. The time and nurturing we need for ourselves so we can get through this difficult time in our lives. And additionally, we don't reach out to others to obtain that nurturing and love that we need. So how do you love yourself? Do you even consider it? Are you so busy during the business of doing that you don't have time to actually be? Do you set aside some time each day to have that quiet cup of tea by yourself? Put your feet up and just relax in silence. Even if your home is chaotic with so many people and activities going on, it is possible to rise a little earlier each day, to sit in a quiet place in your home all alone. Enjoy a bit of lovely music and write your five things you're most grateful for in your gratitude journal each day. With all that is happening in our world and with so much uncertainty, I find myself out loud saying several things I am grateful for before my beloved and I fall asleep. I remind myself of the lovely things we have experienced in the past. Wonderful memories of past vacations and trips to the beach. Things that make me smile. Each day, in a small way, I do my best to sit in silence and reminisce on things we've shared together because I know, and you know, how short life can be. And I never want to take life for granted. Because as we've seen this year, things can change so quickly beyond our wildest imaginations. 2020 has provided a wake-up call to those who hadn't seriously looked at their life. Those of us who have experienced a loved one's death know all too well what they are grateful for and what truly matters in life. Because we know it could be taken away from us in a flash. Death brings adjustments and readjustments in life. We must learn how to cope with adversity that we might not have thought about before. And during this pandemic, we get to appreciate what we do have. We find love in all the small kindnesses during our day. Oh, we had all this before this crisis, but it's just that we never really appreciated those tokens of love that came our way. We considered them too superficial, too small, too inconsequential. But when life changes for us, 
we become more aware of just how important little bits of love mean to us, especially when we are grieving. A kind smile from the cashier, a wave from another driver to let you take the parking spot, a door being opened for you, someone holding the elevator, a phone call from a long-lost friend, a larger-than-normal tip for the waiter who is struggling, an amazing few dollars when you're in line at the grocery store and don't have enough. These acts of kindness and love make our world so much brighter, don't they? Little bits of love make life so much richer, so much sweeter. They make us realize that is the spice of life. That is the treasure that makes us human. So what can you do to give bits of love to others who might be just as in need as you are? Now you may be saying, how can I even contemplate giving love when I feel like I don't have any or enough for myself? I've been working mad hours trying to bring in additional income, doing all I can to try to sustain what our family had before. And I'm not even sure that will happen with all that is going on now. And add to that, I'm grieving for someone so special in my life. I wake up exhausted each day. I wake up trying to bring my best face forward, when inside, sometimes I think I have nothing left to give. My compassion is running low. My tolerance is running low. My energy is running low. Yet everyone needs me. It just feels like everywhere I turn, something is going wrong. So if you feel this way, please know it happens to all of us, and it happens to me also. This week, I learned that I have a detached retina, a very high bill that wasn't planned for, not to mention the extensive recovery period after surgery. So I must share with you that I did have my own little pity party that evening that I was diagnosed. An injury that came on suddenly, and there's no rhyme or reason or warning. I'm told it's just something that happens. I had no choice of a surgery date because it must be done quickly to prevent loss of vision. But the day also happens to be my anniversary, so I wasn't happy. It actually took the wind out of my sails, and I just felt numb that night. There is so much to do now that I didn't have the luxury of extending my sadness beyond the next morning when I slept late. It took everything I had to leave that bed, but I knew if I didn't, I would succumb to feeling even worse. I had to intentionally change my mind so I could keep going. I used EFT, the Emotional Freedom Technique, which I've spoken to you about. I took Rescue Remedy to calm me. When we experience a crisis, illness, or death, we get to decide how we will deal with it. There is a theory that 20% is the issue 
and 80% is how we deal with it. And I absolutely agree with that. It doesn't make it easy, and nothing that shakes us ever is. So perhaps you can look for ways to give bits of love to others in an effort to distract your own pain. Who in your life could use a kind word, some time to just listen to them as they weep or share their trials with you? Who could use an extended hug so they would feel more secure? Who cannot see their worth, that they are enough just the way they are? Can you lift their spirits by writing, I am enough? in red lipstick on all their mirrors, just like glorious Marissa Peer taught me. I can attest that by seeing that on my mirror and reading that each time I saw it, it really helped subconsciously lift my spirits, and all of us need that when we are feeling so low and uncertain these days. Loving ourselves and loving others to whatever capacity we can will help us so much in moving forward in our grieving process. Be kind to yourself and to others, especially now. You may never know, and they may never know, exactly what each of you are enduring. Special hugs and much love to you today and always. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. Wiggle and move your body even if you're in a sitting position. I know you think this is wacky, but please just do it anyway for me, okay? for listening in today. Remember to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. Visit my website, marymac.info, for your free book. Please subscribe, rate, and review my podcast wherever you listen to me. And share with those who may benefit from it. And if you would kindly support my podcast, you'll find info on my site to do that also. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak to you again soon.